Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Jesus Walks podcast with the focus today on leadership. And I'm Jacob, sitting in Bergen, Western Norway, and I'm together with my friends Martin in Sweden and Martis in Riga, Latvia. And, and today on the podcast, we want to, to discuss uh, the topic of, uh, of leadership, but especially the, the formation at kind of the early beginnings of, of Christian leadership, and also try to be a bit personal on how it has come about uh, in our lives and what we might give on from Jesus's experience and also from our own uh, experience on that topic. So I think I just want to kick it off uh, and, yes. and maybe guys, we can look a bit on like the, like Jesus, his, his model or his example on this whole thing. Like how, if I, if I want to ask you first, Martin, like how, um, how does Jesus make his leaders? The making of the leaders for Jesus's uh, kingdom. Um, anything you have been noticing in particular by the way he's appointing leaders? Uh, yeah, I guess it's a big topic itself. But uh, yeah, I think uh, when I think of this, the immediate first the response is he spends time first asking Father. Uh, so he has a time of, of uh, even seeking God. Uh, for uh, which are the persons he needs to invest. So, I mean, he didn't run to any, any everybody. So uh, I think that's quite a significant start. So it kind of, uh, yeah, starting with like this intimate relationship he had with his father. And then uh, out from that, uh, yeah, pouring in uh, into the people that he called after himself. And we, I guess, touched a bit on this rabbinical approach for the first century, yeah. the discipleship last time. But uh, I think that's yeah. the first. How, how did you... Like, it's been a lot of talk about these kind of fishermen at the Sea of Galilee from these fishing villages, you know, that he he chose them and they let go their nets and they left and everything. Like, uh, what do you think made him call those particular 12 people, for example, as the kind of the inner circle that he would train for the most responsibility in a sense? That's a good question. <laughs> to be honest, I guess I don't have the answer, uh, but uh, no. I know what you guys think. Well, yeah, if I, if I, I, I just thought about, it's quite interesting because 11 of the 12, everyone except Jude uh, or Judas was really from the same area. He was the yeah. only one from another area. And I think really already there, it's quite um, challenging way of leadership. So this is, uh, I'm going to train the core team for reaching to the ends of the earth. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm in a really tiny country, but I just choose uh, 11 or the 12 from a real, really tiny yeah. area of, of this tiny yeah. country. It's, it's no so representative nice. attitude at all. So already yeah. there, it's, uh, by just choosing them, it's, uh, it, it breaks so many of our, our view of leadership and uh, how you should, uh, should try to, to uh, yeah, try to have a big mixture and, and stuff here. It's uh, quite uh, uh, not similar kind of people, but they are at, at least uh, in age and also geographically quite uh, yeah. narrow. And that's, yeah. uh, that's interesting. Yeah, and also many have made a point also out of that, uh, of their day, they probably wouldn't have been the most kind of learned people in the sense that, 
those who would study to become uh, the disciples of a rabbi would probably be studying close to a, a rabbi already or, or go on kind of all the steps in the, the schools of Torah study. So, so those who didn't go all the way to study with a rabbi would go and have a, a regular trade, you know, and these guys were mainly like, like fishermen or you have Matthew, the tax collector, and you know, like yeah. you have Luke, like a doctor, you have, they, they had different occupations. So in that sense, they seem to have been more like kind of the regular people and not the religious elite of their time. Mm. But still, uh, many have made the point also to say that all young men uh, in this region would still be quite devout and quite learned in the scripture. But it's a it's a pretty encouraging, uh, I think, to think about for us in a sense that that Jesus could could pick regular people, you know, and believe in them, and and then to put that much trust into this little group of people is is quite remarkable. Mm. But I, I remember I've been maybe some of you guys who are listening or watching now have seen this. Uh, TV series Chosen, which is about Jesus and uh, and from the Gospels and stuff. And uh, one thing I just noticed that that was so uh, special is that when Jesus comes to the sea when they are out um, fishing and they haven't caught any fish the whole night. Probably many of you have read this in the scripture. No fish. They fish the whole night, you know. And Peter and the others. And then Jesus comes and he says, "Throw the net out on the other side." Uh, and they're like, well, we've been fishing all night. Like, how would that help at all? You know, but, but then they do it on his word. And then they have this miracle catch of fish. This, this miracle happens in front of their eyes, you know. And, and then if you think about that, connected to Jesus' calling, he, he kind of looks them in the eyes and says, follow me. You know, like, leave everything and, and follow me. And I've just been thinking also that, that is also quite a daring way of leading, right? Because I was, I was thinking, like, what if I would would ask some of the people I have around me, like, follow me, you know, leave everything. <laughs> like, it's a, quite a challenge. It's also challenging on the other side, right? Hmm. So I don't know if any of us are are going up, uh, walking in those footsteps. But I guess he he is the son of God, but. Yeah, but uh, maybe we can we can move a bit along to uh, to our own experience. Like Martin, uh, for example, for you, like uh, how did you aspire to to lead in the first place? Um, I think in one way, it's uh, I've always uh, ended up in some kind of leadership roles. Uh, it hasn't really been a plan, but it. I, I ended up uh, in that role in a lot of, of situations. Um, I could see that for me, a really, uh, the really break or tipping point of it was uh, when uh, I was 20 and God called me into ministry. I, I was just uh, entering or, or were accepted to the business school in Gothenburg and God just revealed himself and says, yeah, you're going to, become a, a pastor instead and for when, me when you were in when you were in business school uh this was just a, a couple of weeks before the business school should start mm-hmm. so the summer when i was 20 so I, I got approved to the business school like in july and this was late july and it would start in august and god just uh, turned every plan upside down so for me that was um 
Um, that was uh, was it was challenging all all uh, uh, to just think that I'm going to business and and studying business school and then um, God says that you're into into ministry instead. But for me, that also I've had a like a control question actually ever ever since because uh, then I, I I realized that it's so much of my own flesh that wants to be like leading, be on stage, uh, be in the central of, of, of things. So I was yeah. like thinking, okay, is this, am I willing and accepting? Yes, because I'm now allowed to be in the center and on stage. So then yeah. I, I, I were thinking, okay, what's the worst thing I could possibly think of, of doing? And that was uh, cleaning dishes at uh, like a Christian uh, campyard um, for the whole for the rest of my life st- standing there and, and just do the dishes yeah. and I said can I do that honestly if you are calling me then I can do anything else so for mm. me that's also uh, the, yeah. the, the, the test question for every every new step into leadership okay amazing am I am I just entering because this is this is nice and people will like admire me for it mm. or will I do it if this was just doing the dishes at that campyard. And for me, it's been a, um, a question always getting back to, uh, and, and also see what, what is, uh, what's the calling. I think the calling is mm. to follow, not the calling is to into a certain uh, position or area. The calling must mm. be to, to follow. And that, how that uh, ends up, it's not really up to me. It's really beautiful. I'd like to go back just to what you said about the business school. Because uh, it's interesting that actually Jesus came through to you and changed your plans around. And so so that is like parallel a bit to the story when Jesus calls his disciples. Because I was thinking about that when I was watching this movie, that, that it was Jesus' initiative to call these guys. Yeah. And and so when you tell your story, it sounds like the same that God is breaking in and He's He's turning your plans upside down. And so so uh, that's actually very encouraging that He spots you. You know, He calls you. He wants mm-hmm. you for something, and then you can respond and search your own heart if you're in the right place. But then you are the one responding. Mm-hmm. And so I see the same from my my life experience has been the same thing actually that I, I was also on my way to going into some international relations, politics. I was studying all kinds of things in universities and, and had a time of my life where I started to really seek for God because of a, like an emotional crisis. Some things happened with the breakup of a relationship. And, and, uh, and at that point, I was really seeking for God. And he, he spoke to me so powerfully that I kind of fell off my chair because of power that hit my chest in the words that were spoken. And so, um, and from that point, it was the same for me. I, God started to speak and show me visions about the future. And I understood that I was going to be sent with the gospel, you know, that he wanted me to go more like kind of in the pattern of the apostles and that my thinking about going into politics and international relations and economics and things like that was certainly it was just shifted and i knew that the lord had a different plan and um so it's but it, 
probably people have different experiences. Marts is uh, how how has it been for you on this on this kind of point of being put into that direction with your life uh, in terms of leadership? Yeah, calling yeah. leadership. Okay. leadership yeah. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I became a Christian uh, around 10 years ago. Uh, and, and it was like, it was very simple experience uh, in itself, uh, but uh, divine in the way how God did it. Uh, so it wasn't like a lightning kind of experience. Uh, so it was kind of gradual uh, conviction of things. But then like uh, around three, four years in, uh, there was this moment where I had planned, you know, uh, had this heart to yeah, see people get to know Jesus. Uh, and so I had this mission zeal in my heart. Uh, but I came to a point where I realized that I actually uh, don't know God on the personal level. I kind of trust in him. I have faith in him. I, I have some doctrinal understanding of him and, and, uh, and a heart to follow him. But I don't know him on a personal level. And I think uh, then this revelation, which came into the leadership part as well, was that I can't lead someone to a place where I haven't been myself. So I can't, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I can speak about it, but it's not real and it's not authentic in my life. So I guess that, uh, yeah, oh. in the midst of it, he also changed my direction. I was thinking to go the classic route to like some seminary <laughs> and, uh, and allowed, <laughs> allowed to study like dead guys. And <laughs> I mean, like the, the history and church history and so on. But then God said, no, you go and, and you do uh, continue uh, pursue music. So, uh, and yeah, so yeah. God also shifted uh, the direction for that. So, yeah. Huh. It's, it's like, yeah, even I saw that, my kind of seminary training, so to say, was actually to be alone with God and spend some years tracking in the mountains alone in prayer and things like that. So it's also like um, this thing you said about knowing God, which we know from church history has been such a big thing. You know, the disciples were close to Jesus. They saw him, they listened, they were miracles happened before their eyes. And, and then uh, our later kind of, uh, way of educating leaders for the church in seminaries right that can have its strong and and weak points Um, there is like certain balance between this thing about kind of knowing god and having personal uh, experience with god which can be the only basis you can lead from when it comes to the kingdom right Mm. and then it's, it's the kind of the other side of studying learning learning from other people being you know formed and shaped in in that way and so uh, Martin, do you have some comments on that side of things, like the the balance between these two, knowing God, and on the other side, like growing and learning and getting kind of experience and skills and stuff. Any yeah. reflection on that? Um, I was the, just thinking about two quotes now when you you talked that I think uh, yeah has it has been helpful for me and are really challenging. The first one is I. I I heard Rick Warren once. Um, he's, uh, he planted a church in in South in Los Angeles uh, yeah, a couple of decades ago, and and uh, Saddleback Church, and he's leading that still. And he says uh, he got a question. Uh, I was listening on an interview with him, and he got a question. Okay, so what's the what's the most important thing for a Christian leader? And he says the most important thing is to feel that you're loved by God. Not to know it, but to feel it. Because he said, all Christian leaders know that they are, they know it from a theological truth. But as long as you don't feel the love of God, you will always lead in order to 
get people's approval, get people's affirmation, that kind of stuff. And you will be unhealthy as a leader because you're not uh, fully rooted in the love of God. And when I first heard this, I, I, I was a bit challenged and uh, didn't really th- agree with him about the feeling stuff of it. But then uh, as the years goes by, I, I realized that it's extremely much truth in that because uh, some things you can't experience without feelings. And love is one of those. You can't really uh, just read about it and experience it you, and, and understand it. You must experience it. And since God is love, you must feel his love in order to, to be grounded in it. So I think that is a really crucial thing. Um, and the other quote I was thinking about is Mother Teresa, and she says, uh, don't do big things or great things for God, but do small things with great love for people. So it's always doing uh, small things for people. It's not doing great things for God. And I think that's also a really, uh, that uh, nails it down. What's leadership about? It must be about the other and the other individual. It's not the, the big things. Um, and it, it must be in the, in the, um, yeah, in the small uh, intimate meetings with, with, uh, with the other person. So I think uh, those two have been, uh, yeah, beneficial for me in thinking about these things. Yeah, I think just to add a bit, uh, what I was thinking about my journey, it's a bit what you say, you know, uh, I love the, the knowledge, I love the, the, that side. I mean, to study and, and, and to know God's attributes and, and to you know mm-hmm. how to describe him and, and reference him throughout the, you know, throughout the book. Uh, but something shifted for me as a leader. You know, I was already in a leadership position when actually God showed me personally that he knows me. So I often reference this word to know this, you know, gidnosko or yada, you know, uh, which, you know, where you look, you know, uh, one can be found in the Old Testament and gidnosko more in the, in the Greek, in the new one. And, and so this personal intimate knowledge, and I mean, you can read about it like theoretically, but uh, the moment it became this, uh, life experience, you know, feeling because coming from more like the circles where feelings were like immature and <laughs> mm. kind of uh, you saw any kind of experience a bit like, uh, you know, uh, immature uh, way of going or even leading. And uh, of course, there's wisdom in, in the wholeness, but I mean, not to totally ignore that part. And, and so that actually kicked me into a journey of uh, reading the book and, and starting to see that most of uh, the leaders in the scripture, I could say almost everyone, there were this uh, hunger to get to know God on a very personal level. You know, I was reading about Moses or Joshua, uh, you know, reading suddenly the scripture st- started to open up, even this authority part that it came from this, just being able to hear God, you know, where to go further or, or, or when to just wait. And uh, that actually this whole leading thing came out from, do you actually hear God? And so uh, this one quote that really spoke to me was uh, this, Gain authority in the place where no one sees that you can pour it out and not be shaken when everyone is watching. And so, uh, and it so connects with like Matthew 6, you know, where Jesus speaks about like uh, prayer, fasting, and where he says, you know, Father rewards those who seek him in secret. There's something about the secret place. And, you know, suddenly I see like Joshua or like 
these guys, they actually, they have this secret uh, intimate relationship by the tent of the meeting or, you know, David or, you know, we can read the, a lot of stories, but, but it suddenly like became this real uh, acknowledgement, as you say, that it's something so profound there. And, and if, I, if I skip over it and just do the ministry part, it, it will end badly, basically. And, and, mm-hmm. and so that's been my heart cry, you know, for the last few years. And, and God used Arndt Jakob, uh, the, the man from Bergen as well, and a bunch of people to, to show me that it's uh, to, to smell a bit of that uh, personal relationship with people that have a close walk with God. And, and, and yeah. so I think it's uh, yeah, such a profound topic. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's, there's nothing as beautiful as people who are like serving because they love Mm-hmm. They love God. They love people. Like we've been talking a bit about here, yeah. like to follow Jesus in that way. And also to, good for us to remember that uh, to, when we talk about leadership in the context of Christian leadership, it, it's mainly about following the master. So you follow the master more than leading others, actually, because if you lead others more than following the master, you will end up going off. Yeah. So it's like you will always be a follower but if you follow Jesus and you stick really close to him, you might end up leading others to follow him. Mm. Like, and that's like how Paul, Paul the Apostle speaks, you know, like, um, follow me or imitate me like I follow or imitate mm. Jesus the Messiah. That's mm. the model in a sense. And I just, I just was reminded when you guys are speaking about the, the kind of the early years for me when it came to more like kind of Christian ministry or leadership, uh, and I was with this uh, guy, Johannes, a good friend, Johannes Vedal. And awesome, we were students. <laughs> so, yeah, you know him, of course. He, I mean, he's now leading church just in Oos outside Bergen. And so in the beginning, we, when we met, we, we felt this kindred spirit, you know, that we had this passion for God. There was this, we had met him. We wanted to serve him, you know, this beauty. And, and we told God actually that, Unless you speak to us not to do it, we will meet every morning, early morning to pray and seek you. <laughs> so, and then we didn't hear any no from heaven. So we started to gather every morning. And some mornings it was dark outside early. I, I still remember how maybe one of us fell asleep on the floor while praying flat out on the floor. You know, like it was these times of just seeking him. And then, and then we started to, to, God was speaking to us. So we, we started this um, something we called the fellowship, which was like a gathering place where we were uh, some worship and some mini preaching and an hour of prayer in small groups. And then we, we were eating together and, and, and there were so many kind of aspiring kind of leaders who just grew up in this fellowship. Incredible. Of this, I had such a genuine love for God. And also remember how Johannes and me and also a guy named Eivind, we would be long time praying before this gathering started. We would be serving together and just like this to move from this heart for God and to also to do it with good friends that have the same heart. I think it's also such a beautiful thing. Like Jesus had these 12 disciples, you know, and they were brothers, several of them. And it was like this, this group of friends as well. And, but you have decided you, you want to follow him together. And I think that is also for those of you who are, uh, watching or listening, I think that's a great thing to to also to to move with that heart of, for God and also to do it together with somebody who has the same type of passion. Um, it's a very good thing. That's good. Mm. 
But I was just thinking when you said Marxist about this um, getting to know God, and and I was reminded about when Jesus is appointing Peter as uh, that you are you are the rock, and I will build my church on on that rock. The only thing Peter is saying is that you are Messiah, uh, the Son of the Living God, and and Jesus answer is yeah blessed are you because you you haven't understand this by yourself like god in uh, my father in heaven helped you out with it so you did you didn't realize it by yourself but okay fine you said it at least (laughs) and on that confession of who jesus is is all these amazing uh, uh, promises that uh, yeah i will build my church on you and you have the keys to the kingdom and 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 so on and the the gates of hell will will uh, not not to be able to stand against you. But the, 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 everything comes down to when Peter is saying, you are the Messiah. So that's the, yes. who Jesus is, is the, the entrance yes. into um, leadership and the biggest mm. leadership yeah. calling ever. Um, uh, and I think that's also, uh, uh, it, it uh, connects well to, to the intimacy it's not just confessing who he is but also knowing that he is who he says mm. he is so it's a it's the 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 intimate relationship that is the the entrance and uh it's uh, i yeah i think that it's it's extremely challenging and uh, quite uh, odd in the way how we teach uh, uh leaders today especially how uh, how the world are, are teaching leaders. Uh, it's yes. more about who you are instead of yeah, who Jesus is exactly. or who do you know him or yeah. confess him. Yes, and I think that this is so important. Uh, I th- and I think we're going to dive into these types of subtopics uh, in coming podcasts as well because the, the whole thing about what is Jesus' style of leadership and what constitutes an ambassador for his kingdom today and then this more kind of like worldly way of, of leadership training, which is a lot about you and your skills and your achievements. And, you know, like it's about you, you, you. But actually this one is about God. And, and I think if we, if we look to the, to the Bible, even with like, there are so, such different people, right? Even among the apostles, one guy w- is working for the Romans. And then you have fishermen. And then later you get Paul the apostle who was a religious, like super sharp guy, but he was persecuting the church. Like, so like there is something about calling, right guys as well. Mm. Like that it's about him and he can actually use whoever he wants. If there is a willing heart, right? Is it right? Yeah. I just confirm. I think it's so much, it connects with what you shared Martin previously, uh, this quote about, uh, as a leader, knowing that you are loved, because I think if we, as leaders, uh, you know, we often can be a bit like forefront and, uh, and there's often the challenge to, to, to be honest with like our flaws. I mean, you, you just like I mentioned the flaws, you know, I mean, we look, Jesus is quite uh, full on with like Peter at moments, or we see like the flaws from the leaders in the Old Testament as well. But the beauty was that God met them. And, and um, I think uh, being transparent, uh, that's like maybe a subject for a different time, right? But uh, just transparency and vulnerability as a leader, admitting the flaws and, and kind of seeing the intimacy as part of convincing God, convincing our hearts of, of like repentance and, and our flaws. And at the same time saying, I love you. Um, you know, my grace is uh, there for you in your moments of weakness. And 
So, I mean, that whole picture is so beautiful with like uh, our flaws as leaders and still God using us and calling yes. us if we seek him and if we kind of are in that place of transparency and, and uh, uh, yeah, humble heart. So, so yeah. yeah, it goes against the this world's mindset about leadership, definitely. And it's very encouraging. Gives a lot of hope. Amen. God knows you and he loves you and he can use you, mm. you know. And you don't have to qualify on all kinds of different measurements. Thank you, Jesus. We are invited to be intimacy with him mm. and, and to be a beautiful blessing to the world mm. because he, when he lives in us. So I think you guys, when, when we have... Uh, Going into this, uh, there are certain, there are different topics we need to return to the coming podcasts, and I think, for example, this this thing about like um, the heart, the heart, uh, you know, the motivation of leadership of Christian leadership. Uh, that's a big one uh, that we can go more into. I think also um, this thing about pitfalls, or what can kind of take you off track when you are already in a leadership position with responsibility, like how to. To, to end the run, the journey well, you know, to go all the way. Uh, that's one, a big one, I think. And, and then this thing about how to keep growing, how to keep developing and growing uh, in your leadership, so to say. That's a topic as well we, we need to, to dedicate more time to at a later podcast. So I think, uh, I think that's, that's it for today, guys. Mm. So, uh, yeah, we will be back with the Jesus Walks uh, podcast uh, next week on Monday. Then we're going to dive into discipleship again. And then in two weeks, we again will focus in on leadership. So uh, thank you so much for today and have a blessed day. Yes. Bye. Bye.